Welcome back to the Freedom to Be Happy podcast brought to you by happiness.me. I'm your host Sukriti. Having a variety of different people with different perspectives at a workplace helps us have more meaningful conversations, make better decisions and achieve better results. A healthy and happy work environment is not about making everyone the same or forcing people to be alike. Instead, it's about valuing and appreciating the special qualities that each person brings exactly how we have in our families this kind of unity happens only when we value and respect each other as individuals and strive to bring out the best in one another today we have a guest who is the forerunner of his company's values of diversity equality and inclusion with an experience of over 2 decades in human resources and personal management he and his team are also responsible for nurturing the talent pool for his organization in india bangladesh sri lanka bhutan maldives and nepal his constant endeavor is to build a culture of inclusion and growth please welcome the master of ideas and innovation joseph fernandez senior vice president and head people and capability south asia mastercard very warm welcome joseph thank you so much uh, thanks for having me here and um, you know when you talk about happiness and you know creating a happy environment at workplace you know i'm so much looking forward for this conversation because you know a it's so important and b it's it's relatively very less discussed compared to some of the other topics so i'm i'm just looking forward for this conversation again my privilege and thanks for having me here Thank you so much. We are equally excited and I just know that this episode is going to be a turning point for a lot of our listeners. I'm most excited to talk about your journey in creating a happy workplace. So I thought that we can start this conversation with a very important thing that I came across about you. A lot of your colleagues have spoken to us and uh, you know they one common thread that I you know I could observe uh, from the feedback was that Uh, of course uh, you know diversity is something that you're working on and it's deeply connected to flexibility and you are popularly known for being a flexible leader okay i don't know if you're aware of it but a lot of lot of people you know spoke to us saying that uh, you're somebody who's always willing to embrace change you're you're somebody who's always willing to listen to a different perspective and being flexible about it and i think that is a very important part of being a uh being a very wonderful leader so tell us uh, i want to know what is the power source of this flexibility that you have of this openness to change um were you born with it uh did you develop it over the years uh, maybe somebody came and told you that this is something that you need to do tell us um a little bit a little bit about your journey into becoming who you are today thanks and you know i'm glad to hear that feedback uh, from some of the people that i worked for um you know if i had to give a very short answer to flexibility and where i leverage that in terms of what i'm doing i would say you know my biggest strength or what i thrive is something called as collective intelligence i think i learned this pretty early in time and i think i was also blessed not only to not only to work with uh, some great organization 
but also with great leaders you know there was a time when you know when i started my career you would ideally look at a leader as a leader who knows everything right who should be an expert or an sme in every possible function uh, that the leader is delivering but i think if you look at now it's absolutely fine that you're not an sme it's absolutely fine that you can tell that i'm sorry i don't have an idea about it or you can tell that maybe someone in my team who can be relatively junior to me is a true sme in that in that in that particular respect so if you have an ability to unlearn quickly if you have an ability to learn things that you don't know and most importantly is accept the fact that you can be a leader you can be sitting in a particular position and you still may not know everything that is required in terms of what the mandate is so i think i've i've used this particular respect of something called as collectively you know collective intelligence and that has got the best out of out of me that's got the best out of my team and invariably is what the organization benefits benefits in it now you just don't thrive easily on collective intelligence right to reach that level you have to reinforce some of the behaviors while you're building a culture right and i think di is is great so till the time you you know if you you know if i have to say if you want to get collective intelligence then you need to ensure that you respect people you respect the perspective that they bring across the table you respect any ideas there's no ideas like a stupid idea or, or an irrelevant idea till the time you deliberate debate if required till the time you make people feel that they are wanted in the team till the time you make them feel that you know the team is almost like a second home once you build and develop and evolve a culture like this it's only then there is an acceptance and people voluntarily contribute and you know give insights from their respective iq i think that's that was that is what i would uh, i would define my strength to be fantastic what i what i took back and i actually made a note of it uh, i love the idea of being open to stupid ideas uh you know and and being really honest about it and also the other part that you said that we don't it's okay to not know everything and somehow Absolutely. i feel that uh, you know discrimination the opposite of discrimination is diversity is embracing diversity um and it comes from the fact that okay maybe we are different maybe i don't know your culture maybe i don't know where you're coming from maybe i don't understand your needs and wants but i'm open in understanding and um, learning uh you know so i think uh, it it's really deeply connected and uh, yeah amazing amazing I, i love i love these two points what you shared like this sochcast tune in for more with the sochcast app from the google play store i also uh, wanted to uh you know ask you something while i was reading some of your interviews that you had given in the past uh somewhere you had spoken about that you ensure that your team understands what they are doing uh and in that it aligns with the vision of mastercard you know so having a clear sense of purpose is essential for fostering happiness in the workplace we all we all are aware of that however there are instances uh, where one's personal purpose may not fully align with that of the organization that you're working for and it may happen you know maybe uh, you change as a, as a person or the organization goal changes or something you know now suddenly you feel that i don't align to it i want to know from you joseph 
Number one, why do you think it is important to align one's purpose to the organization? Some of the people feel that I just, I'm just going here for work. I work, I take my salary back and I come, come back home. What's the point of, uh, you know, aligning my purpose with the organization? Number two that I want to know is, what does it really mean in practical sense, according to you, uh, when one says that I want to align my goals with that of the organization? Interesting question. Thanks. Um, you know, let me let me pick up the first question. You know, you asked about align and what happens if someone 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 is not aligned. And I I remember you also mentioning about you know it's I might think or someone might think that you know I got to do a job, I get paid for it, and and that's it. But you know, yeah. when the rubber hits the road, it's never like that, right? You know, let's look at all of us have got got twenty four hours, you know, of which. We would we would ideally be sleeping six hours, seven hours, depending, you know, what your lifestyle is. You would be traveling one or two hours to reach to reach to work. You would be giving one or two hours for your personal well-being, family, and so on. And the rest, majority part of your active time that you are you are you get, you are actually working, right? So it's um, um, it's, it's I've never seen an environment where you know where you just work and you're looking at a mindset where it's only about salary. It's it's never about it's never about just punching that eight hours and then waiting for a particular day wherein you get paid. It's just the fact that of your most active time, you are spending or investing investing more at your workplace. So it is beyond salary. It's beyond the number of hours that you punch. It's where that overall fundamental alignment of your value system has to integrate with the organization's value system. And the moment there is a mismatch, you know, it 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 results the outcome is never positive. You know, you you're never connected to the team, you're never connected to the higher value, you're never connected to a particular cause that that is beyond uh, beyond your ask. So I think uh, when I try to hire someone in my organization, when I try to hire anyone in my team, I try to always look at this lens perspective. Does that this particular incumbent fill into the larger vision that we have uh, with the uh, with the organization, and if there is a mismatch, then certainly it's not going to be happy marriage, right? You know, I feel that it's it's like any other any any marriage that you would have. You know, at the end of the day, it fizzles or it breaks only when there is a deviation or difference from a particular value system. And trust me, it's exactly same uh, same happens um, uh, at an at an organization level now. Now let's look at if I have to give an example from a from a Mastercard perspective. You know, uh, after you spend a particular some amount of time at Mastercard, you do figure out that you know we start with a with a fundamental belief that our employees are at the center stage. We start with a belief that you know the employee well being is as important as generating revenue. You know, we start with a fundamental belief that we got to. It is as much important uh, to provide an equitable work environment as much important in terms of achieving your business mandate. And the moment if there is a disconnect in terms of you know uh, how do you perceive DI, how do you value value employees who are coming across the table? This is where this is where the disconnect comes. Hence, it is very very important that one has to do a self assessment. What are the value drivers? What are the value systems? And then align, then align with the organization. And I'll I, I'll give some of the examples as um, 
you know, during the pandemic, um, you know, I'm sure we all went through a terrible phase uh, wherein getting vaccination at the initial period was very, very difficult. Uh, we were among the few organizations which somehow we, we arranged for vaccination for employees and, and the dependents. But, you know, it will be surprising to know when we started day one of the vaccination was given to our security staff, to our housekeeping staff, because we figured out that it's very, very difficult for them at their level to go and identify. Okay. You know, we said, you know, let's give it to, let's give it to them first, because, you know, if the others, if you're connected and if you know you can afford, you can, you can avail that. So that is a great indication in terms of how my organizations look at some of the value drivers. When we, again, during the pandemic, you know, we created, you know, mobile beds, mobile hospitals, you know. So the immediate ask was, if being a MasterCard employee, will I get a preferential treatment because we, are, we have created that? Well, the answer was no, because our intent was for giving it back to the community. So if there is a process and mechanism put as human beings have to come first, you know, so if there is a process in place that we had to follow. So I think, and then if you see, if you see a disconnect happening, with the people that are around in your team. This is where the misalignment happening. So it's very, very important that, you know, you are aligned to the larger picture, the larger intent of the organization. If not, then you're always in the wrong place. Yes, absolutely. I agree to that. Uh, very beautifully answered. Uh, Joseph, uh, I'm loving this conversation because whatever we have learned also of what MasterCard is doing, uh, it's, it's really like a trailblazer, you know, in terms of what... Uh, contribution you are doing uh, in terms of I was reading an article about also um, Mother's Day uh, where you spoke about um, the women uh, how how you are making sure that uh, you know there is a gender equality am I right yes so you're also doing some uh, amazing stuff in that and there are around uh, in India itself I think there are around 8,000 employees in MasterCard I That's also right. want to understand, how are you taking care of 8,000 lives? Uh, it's really a big task to make each one happy. So is there a secret sauce in making uh, 8,000 people happy? <laughs> so it's, you know, when you, uh, it's equally easy to understand, but it's it's very difficult when it comes to implementing, creating that happiness question, you know, around the team. Like if you ask me personally, how do I, how can I evaluate if my workplace is a happy is a happy workplace? I, I would say it's very easy. You know, you just walk in your team and see, you know, are employees freely talking there or sharing their views? Are they freely criticizing or they're scared? Do you see happy faces mm. in your in your team members? Do you see people coming in early and, and leaving late? Do you see that they're always constantly trying to help each other? They always constantly, you know, if there's something is not working well, they were the first one to come and criticize and also give a, also give a solution to that, right? And if you see some types of witness, these type of behaviors that have been demonstrated, then you can come to a conclusion very, very quickly that you've created a, created a extremely happy environment. But if I have to simplify what I said that, right, you know, it, it gets equally challenging. And then if I have to, share MasterCard strategy, I would define this into three aspects. I would say first is safety. Okay. You know, that's one. But that's not all that creates creates a happy environment. The second, I would say growth. 
because everybody is aspiring, everybody would want to learn and do something different over a period of time. Third is giving meaning, okay, giving a purpose to as to why am I working, you know, is it helping to the larger cause or to a larger purpose that I have in life. And I'll just very briefly, you know, give, you know, what I mean by, what I mean by safety. So what I mean by safety is, is creating an environment where I can freely speak. I will, I will, there would absolutely zero tolerance when it comes to retaliation. Uh, creating a envi- safe environment wherein it caters to all the different aspects of, of well-being. It can be physical, it can be mental, it can be social, it can be, it can be financial. Creating an environment where flexibility is absolutely important. And we do some of the aspects really good. You know, we have meeting free day, we have flex Friday, where in second half of Friday, you can, you can keep it to yourself. However, you would, uh, you would want to, want to leverage best in class benefits. Okay. When I, second is when I spoke about after safety growth, you know, everybody is, most of the people that we come across are, you know, aspiring to do something different. So growth means, you know, you've got to create a platform wherein they can learn new skills, they can grow in their career, they can unlearn few aspects, they can try test in terms of things that they've never done before. And I think we constantly strive in terms of creating an environment, creating an environment where you can catch up with the employees' aspirations of growth. Third is meaning. You know, uh, you know how is that you're aligned with your values and vision to a larger cause, cause that the organization can give. You know, today, for example, we you know million we have ninety percent millennials and five percent and five to seven percent Gen Zs. Uh, when you look at this yeah. generation very carefully. You know, one of the number one asks from this generation is that they perceive that the organization is the organization responsibility to do good to the society. So we create a lot of aspects around interventions around how is that employees who want to contribute back to the society can be in terms of women empowerment, can be working for the betterment of the farmers, can be, you know, can be in the aspects of education, you want to contribute something to the society in return. So we do, we do give that, give that platform. So I know I gave a very long answer, but if I have to sum up everything, I would say if you want to create a happy environment, if I want to ensure that my 8,000 employees are happy, then I need to take care of their safety, wherein give a safe place to work. I need to take care of their growth, and third is give a meaning or a purpose to what they're doing. If you fire in all these three cylinders, I think you are home from a happiness perspective. Like this Sochcast? Tune in for more with the Sochcast app from the Google Play Store. Fantastic. I'm, it's not a long answer. In fact, it's a very profound answer. And I'm so glad to know that you're actually applying it. You know, it's it's otherwise, uh, you know, a few years ago, it was just a lot, a lot of organizations just a checkbox. You know, it's more like a theory thing. It's just really fantastic that Mastercard is doing these, really con- taking concrete action towards uh, the happiness of each and every person. Uh, you know, whether eight thousand, whether eight hundred. Uh, I think what I took back is Mastercard is really taking care of that one life. Uh, you know, uh, taking each one very as as an essential part of the organization. So, so fantastic. I just love this conversation. Now comes the popular part of the show. It's called the quick five. Uh, so are you ready, Joseph, for the quick five? Sure. Absolutely. Okay. Let's begin. Uh, on a scale of one to 10, 10 being the highest, how good are you at keeping secrets? Nine. Wow. 
Okay. And I think as a leader that's important, isn't it? Yeah, and that's the reason I I didn't say 10 because okay. you know in the role that I am sometimes you know you hear something someone tells confidentially and it you know it it may not be a very positive comment and if i have to mm. do something about about it right so so how is it i listen to the feedback and work accordingly on that so that it doesn't so i'm able to nail that and address that and hence the reason sometimes i'm not saying i compromise that but i would <laughs> i would certainly never never disclose anything that if someone has tell me in complete confidence because then i compromise my trust as well so Absolutely. but if something has to be done about what i what the feedback has been given and that's the reason i said nine fantastic i think a trustworthy leader is a happy leader okay what are you most grateful for i would gratitude i know i'm just i'm just repeating the um, i carry a very high um, sense of gratitude i wish i had we had some time out of i would have narrated my real time experience why do i say that but then i think uh, i carry a very high gratitude in life Tell tell us more. We we have all the time in the world. Please tell us. Uh, okay, so of course, when I say gratitude, it wasn't uh, at the start or beginning of my career. And I will share a, share an example. I was I was working for a for a bank, uh, and uh, I worked there for a very long time. So every day I would, while I was starting from a home, I would start at eight thirty, nine nine thirty, whatever time permits. I would take roughly half an hour to reach my office. and every time i crossed a particular place there was a small ground i would uh, i would see you know father and a son playing i've seen them playing at 8:30 i've seen them playing at 9:30 and 10 and i used to often think you know doesn't this kid has school or something and you know both of them you know if you know, both of them have i've never seen father and son being so involved into a particular activity and i i would have seen them more than 100 times so there wasn't a day wherein i probably missed missing them um during the same time i uh, i was blessed with my first kid uh, my child joanne and unfortunately you know since the time she was born till she was 2 years she never slept during the night and uh, as, uh, most of her jobs you know the jobs that i've been doing and i love i personally love working late love working punching in 12 hours 14 hours that's and that's my passion i would say um but i've never been in a situation wherein i was sleep deprived and when i had mm. joined entering in my life i was barely was sleeping there were times i would sleep on my desk in the afternoon and so on so when you're sleep deprived you lose your ability to think clearly right your tolerance for is you barely there your tolerance and it was affecting me uh, my wife did try to speak to me coach me and something it, it just didn't help so i was getting more and more irritated and lost that anything sense of gratitude So I remember once I was huh. again going to office and my my boss called me from Malaysia so I stopped because you know that was an important call is working on very sensitive and that I remember that night I left the previous night I left office at around 3 a.m. I had to I logged in at again 5 a.m. or barely slept through the night and was I can't express the level of irritation I had so when my boss called I just stopped opposite where this father and son were playing so So uh, I stepped out. I was talking for a better network, and the kid was—they were playing cricket. The father took a shot and it hit my car. Okay. That added that added to my irritation, and irritation, then I saw the yeah. kid kid slowly walking towards the towards the ball. 
and uh, you know sorry to say but when i you know when i looked at the face of the kid uh, you know i could see the kid was affected through a, probably a down syndrome and mm. when, when someone is affected with that it causes a distinct facial appearance wherein you can look at the face and say yes. that you know you can come to a conclusion this is a specially able child the boy struggled to lift the ball and no hand eye coordination through somewhere else and for a moment i tried to assess myself against relatively to to that father now i have a child who is absolutely normal but just because of sleep and all that i just lost any gratitude that i have and when i look at this particular father the gratitude that he had on his face and also in terms of how involved he was you know w- with the child who's who's specially able you know it, it it no amount of books or no amount of white papers would have probably helped me to address the things that i was that i was uh, that i was facing i walked on to that guy i shook hands to his father and i just said thank you i think from that day on was i think the biggest lesson that i've learned is is gratitude i think after that day there hasn't been probably a morning wherein i don't wake up and write uh, a big list in terms of what all i'm grateful for and i think once you have that sense of gratitude i think you can you can face any challenges or adversity that you might get so sorry it's a, it's a long answer but no, that has been the biggest, biggest eye opener or learning for me i think it's such a beautiful lesson thank you so much for sharing this i'm so glad i paused and i insisted on uh, for you to share it uh, because it's really really fantastic i think these are the things that you know one may feel when you come to a podcast uh, you may want to you know rehearse and say you know the right things you know and and come across as a person who knows everything uh, but i think uh, your genuineness uh, of narrating this story that how the irritation level was there and you're not perfect and how you got inspired by this uh, father and son duo i think it's such a fanta- fantastic story and i'm 100% sure if i am so in- feeling so inspired by this story uh, the listeners are going to really take back so much from it so thank you so much for sharing this a pleasure okay third question tell us a secret hidden talent that your colleagues are not aware of uh that's a difficult one <laughs> because i bring in i i i bring in that uh, transparency in you know in everything but uh, uh <laughs> i think the hidden talent i would say is um, not i i i dance pretty well i think none of oh. them know <laughs> <laughs> i think I, i think i think work wise you know i believe in transparency that i don't think there's anything that most of my team members wouldn't wouldn't be knowing about me okay great so now that everybody knows you must invite joseph <laughs> uh, to a party and uh, make him dance okay a life lesson you have learned from your two wonderful girls i think getting a balance uh, out of life so a is you know uh, i've uh, the two daughters one is 14 the other briana is joan i spoke about briana is, is 11 now uh, i think what i learned from them which i i couldn't experience to learn is is things that matters the most most and how that you should give them number one priority right i think when when i started working 
you know what mattered to me most was only around career progress you know it was it was one side and you just go behind that but but when i look at my daughters in terms of you know both of them uh, you know both of them love music so they go for keyboard one of them loves dancing as well uh, so one of them loves cooking as well but in terms of you know giving a priority that what matters to them most is has been a big eye opener for for me is when i look at them you know they would just not want to compromise when it comes to their keyboard lessons or or for a bharatnatyam lesson right because that's what they love i think i i put my interest in, in many occasions you know uh, because you might have a crazy lifestyle right you you know out of work or travel or whatsoever so you know my love for fitness you know or playing football i just put it at the at the back end for many years i think that's what i've learned you know uh, it's fine to rebalance and get the right balance in your life and you know if if they can do even i can do wow fantastic i hope they both are listening to this podcast and they can be super proud of you i'm i'm sure they're already proud of you okay the last question what does a person need to be happy i think one i mentioned uh, you need to have a very very high sense of uh, gratitude uh, because unless unless you have that this life always seems incomplete and when it's incomplete uh, it it it's very difficult second is um, uh, give time to yourself you will never get most of the time you will not get most of the things as and when you want uh, give time to yourself third is um, uh, invest in yourself always right uh, you know until and unless you do that you will not get what you are looking for so. yes keep moving forward i just love yeah. this conversation i think we had a very impactful discussion i hope you enjoyed it too uh, thank you so much for joining for being a valuable contributor to the freedom to be happy podcast thank you and you know i just i just love the overall conversation wish you all the best thank you thank you so much freedom to be happy by happiness.me is available on all leading podcast directories until the next episode please take care be safe and remember you have the freedom to be happy <laughs>